Hayes and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The final seconds tick away, and the final score here tonight, 125 to 98. The Boston Celtics continue their winning ways. Celtics get the win. By that point, Suns fans had already left. And honestly, you know what? My advice to you, my friend. Yes. That's the moment when you stop taking notes on a game. When fans leave? The minute the fans get up and start mm. to go. Okay. You're like, you know what? I can probably put right. the handy-dandy notebook away. Probably don't need to keep notes on the rest of this one. I'm, embarrassed. I'm almost as embarrassed as the Suns last night. What's more embarrassing? Them losing or me taking notes on the game in the fourth quarter? Them losing. Them losing. You taking notes is more of a psychological condition that we're just going to work through a little bit. You know, trying to figure out get there. why you were taking notes during the fourth quarter of a game like that. Really, really not sure. 125-98, the moment in the third quarter when, what, five minutes to go, the Suns are down by 45 points. And Monty right pulls all Jay- five starters. Jalen hits a three-pointer. There's 526 left. And with 457 left, he just subs everybody out. In comes Lee and Payne and Biz and Akoji and Landry. Like, I'm I'm done with this game. I'm done. Put the, put the subs in and, and keep them in for the rest of the game. And that's when you should have stopped taking notes. Right there. Yeah. Say, okay, you know what? Fold up the notebook, yeah. put it in the backpack, yeah. call it a day. Yeah. But, but, you know, we teach their own. This is an illness. I don't know what the name of the illness is, but there's an illness uh, associated with this. Workaholic? Yeah, it could be it. It could be it. Workaholism? Obsessive compulsive disorder? Obsessive compulsive disorder? I was trying not to think about how much money my my wife spent on the VIP packages for Morgan Wallen. So you you were just doing it. I was just trying to do it to keep my eyes, to keep my mind off of uh, (laughs) the thousands of dollars we spent to go see Morgan Wallen. Whatever the case may be, uh, it was bad. It was was beyond bad. It was was humiliating. And and now we're kind of sifting through the rubble of last night. And we're going to have a lot of conversations about it in this hour, including one very specific in the next segment about how this changes what the Suns should do the rest of the year with uh, with trades and acquisitions and what do they need to do and things like that. So we'll focus mostly on a game that, as we've talked about, Gambo got sideways early. And and I, I think, and you agree, that was a big, big problem in this game. When Devin Booker got off to a slow start, you could just feel his teammates and him press totally and get tight and not be very... And I don't know how much that was left over from the Mavericks game because they did the same thing there, but you could just feel them getting tight when they got off to that slow start the first half of the first quarter. Well, you have this feeling like, okay, I've got to do it now because he's not, and I think that's happened the last two games, and those guys are so used to book playing well and getting them off to a good start, then they could ease into the game and it's not as much pressure, but I think they probably feel a lot of pressure when book's not playing well that they've got to step up, and then you know, conversely, it just turns into them playing poorly. So we've seen it the last two games. Uh, Everybody keep saying you flush it, you flush it, but look, I think that they know now, man, it's, you know, they're, they are not where they want to be. They are not where they want to be as a team. They, you know, they had the number one record in the West, and it, it seemed like everything was okay, but look, they did. This team lost to Orlando. This team lost to the, the Orlando Magic. This team, the, the struggle with Houston, the, it's not, see, it's not, to me, it's not just the Dallas and the Boston games. They were humiliating because how badly they got beat, but there were probably some signs earlier that they're not, uh, they're not the dominant team that we kind of thought they were based on their record. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to tell, right? Because we've, we, we, they've had their moments and certainly they've had their, their, their moments where we've questioned them a little bit. We all knew going into this stretch, all right? We talked about it on Monday. Okay. 
San Antonio, rearview mirror. Houston Rockets, rearview mirror. Here comes the week from hell. And let's see, let's see where they are. Let's find out. You know, let, let's get a good idea of Dallas. You're going to Dallas for the first time since the playoff loss. How do they handle that? Boston, they're the best team in the NBA. How do you handle that? Two games against New Orleans, you know, at New Orleans. Let's see how you handle that because they're coming up strong in your rearview mirror. So far, the Suns have not handled that level of adversity well. They've not handled that uptick in the schedule very well. It, it's been a problem for them. Devin Booker slow. So, and look, I want to be careful what I say about Devin Booker because, man, he's just coming off a stretch where he was the Western Conference Player of the Week. He scored, like, what, 40 points in four straight games? Yes, three straight games. Three straight games, thank you. He had that 51-point game where he was 20-25 from the floor. He had that game against Sacramento where he had 44 and six steals. He's been playing remarkable basketball, but but last night— I even throw 100 bucks down on him to an MVP. You did. That's how, that's how remarkable he was playing. Did those odds change? Did they look— yeah, I mean, you know, look, you, you, after the last two games, you kind of like, okay, I just donated $100. <laughs> but you did, because, I mean, you know, because, you know, Tatum got the better of him and Luca got the better of him. Wow. Like, I get it. It was a law. That's why he was 5,500 to one or whatever it was, uh, plus 5,500. Um, I'm not a gambler, but I think that's what it was. So, but he is, listen, he's, it doesn't mean, this doesn't take away from Devin Booker's greatness. It just means that, man, when he doesn't, when he doesn't go, they're in a whole lot of trouble because they just don't have the other horses to get them over the hump right now, especially if Chris Paul, Chris Paul could always, you know, take over the game scoring wise if Book was off. I got you. I got you for thirty. You go back to some of those playoff games last year when Chris Paul was really good. If sure, we look, sure. if, and I'll, I'll even take a look at it. I think I remember one game vividly where Booker wasn't good, but Paul said, "Okay, I'll take care of the scoring. We'll be okay." Because that's what you had, and now you're just you're searching for that guy. You're like, where is that guy? It's, he, he's just not here. Well, there were games when Booker was hurt. Remember, he got hurt against the Pelicans, and Chris Paul, okay, it's on me. I got you. I mean, he, Devin Booker missed four games of the Pelican series, maybe five. When it was all said and done, I have to go back and check my notes to be sure. Just look at the box scores, but he missed. A bunch of those games, and yeah, Chris Paul felt like he had to take over. I, I, I don't. Yeah, book. Here, here was the game I was thinking of the the final game, game six. Devin Booker was five of twelve from the field. He was one of six from three point range. He missed five of his six three pointers. He played thirty two minutes. He had thirteen points. He only had three assists. But Chris Paul was fourteen of fourteen from the field. Yep, that was the he had thirty three points. He had eight assists. He missed. He made every single. So the game that Paul was fourteen out of fourteen. Look, they only win that game by six points. Yeah, Book's not hitting any shots. Not hitting any shots. He can't hit a three. Chris Paul steps up and goes for thirty three. Okay, no problem. I got you. I got you. Mm-hmm. That's not there right now when Book struggles. No. That's 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 right now in these last couple of games. It hasn't been there. Watching that game last night, all I could think about was Game Seven of the Mavericks. It had the exact same feel to it. Like middle of the second quarter. Yeah, you know what? Never mind. We're good. We're fine. We're done. Time to go home. When, when, when do we get to go home? When can this be over? Right? And that's, it was shocking then. It was shocking now. It was shocking to see it in game seven, them give up on that game so easily and give in to their frustration so easily. Yeah. And it was shocking to see it last night. They just, middle of the second quarter, we're done. We're good. Well, we're fine. But see, they, you Time get to go down, home. You do, you get down by a certain, okay, that Dallas game that you're talking about. 
They were down by 30 points at halftime. They were down by 27 at halftime last night. Okay, but you don't come back from that. I know, that's what I mean. You're You're like, you could come back from 15, 12. You're not coming back from 30. You're done. And, And at some point, it's like this light went on in their heads collectively halfway through the second quarter. Hey, we're going to be down by 30 points at halftime. We're done. We're, we're, we're not winning. We're not. And, and so then you, you let up a little see bit. them give in to that last night is what reminded me of game seven. They were like zombies last night. They, they, they played like they were half asleep last night. And that was and that's why I kept thinking to myself. The third quarter was the worst quarter. You could talk about the start of the game. The third quarter was the worst to well, me. By then they knew they were done. But OK, but that, by then they were they knew we're done. We're not winning. This I, game. I mean, so it's um a 27-point game at halftime, and then it's 36, 37, 39, 40, 42, yeah. 45. It's like, oh, my God. Like, come on. They cast it in. Come on. Fight back. Fight yep. back. Yep. Fight back. Yeah. It was frustrating. I, I, I can't help but to wonder if that Dallas game, like, set them sideways on Monday. You think so? I wondered about that. You know how there's that phrase in sports, don't let a team beat you twice? Yeah. yeah I yeah. wonder if the Dallas Mavericks beat the Suns twice. I wonder if Dallas Mavericks put like, doubt in their head, a little bit like some doubt that we could beat the better teams. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like and just that those struggles against Dallas, which by now we've talked about so much, did losing to them again by that much plant a seed of doubt in the Suns' heads? Like, uh oh, maybe we didn't fix everything, and maybe not everything's cool, and not everything's okay. I don't know. I, I thought about that a lot watching last night's game. Like maybe maybe that Dallas game from two nights ago. That was still in their souls when they were playing that game last night. The best wins they have this year, they beat Golden State twice. They actually beat New Orleans once. They they beat Utah. So they've got, like, there are some good wins, but not a whole lot. Like, there's probably four good wins that they've had on their record. They beat, because I don't know that I count the Clippers game because nobody played. But Golden State, two wins over Golden State. They've got one win over New Orleans, and they've got that win over the Jazz. Those those are all quality wins. All this week, listen to the Wolf and Luke show for the Pantera call-out. When you hear Wolf do the call-out, dial 602-260-9870 for your chance to win tickets to see Metallica with Pantera at State Farm Stadium on September 1st. It is time to bring back an old question to the show. Is this season, quote, KD or bust, close quote? It's coming up. The Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports. Kevin Durant. Watch. The latest on KD to the Suns with Burns and Gambo. Kevin Durant. Watch. Play some music, please. There it is. In my next job, I'm going to be a voice guy. The voice guy. Right. That might be fun. I wouldn't mind doing that. Oh, seriously? I would. That's actually my dream, is to retire from this gig and be a voice guy. And be the voice guy. I'd love to hear Gambo do it for, like, Disney movies or something. It's a lion. He's a king. Cinderella. Like, she's... She's awesome. Coming to a theater near you. Toy Story 5. Woody's Revenge. Yeah. Go see it. (laughs) Or Or I'm going to break your kneecaps. (laughs) Yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know, Gambo. I don't know if you. I don't know if you got the. You, you got the, the. You got the pipes for it. I, I just the the pronunciation. The pronunciation thing might be a problem. A Pocahontas. I'm telling you, <laughs> Cinderella. But the Cinderella. A is crossed out. 
Poker Pocahontas, man, I'm telling you. That's a, that's a, a great movie. You guys are going to love it. Poker and John Smith. It's like a love story. It's a love story. They love each other. They can't talk to each other, but they communicate through sign language. It's great. He saves her. She saves him. They get married. Coming soon. Mm-hmm. Monsters University. I never went to a university. I didn't go to college. I couldn't get into college. It doesn't mean I'm not a successful guy. I've had a lot of success. I've just never gone to college but before. I had a friend named Mikey. Why would these monsters go to school? Look at how far uh, I've gone without going to school. Right. I'm a great testament to why you don't need to go to school. Yeah, that'd be a hell don't of a... Don't be afraid of the monster. It'd be a hell of a preview right there. Yeah, I'd get me to go see the movie for mm. sure. Yeah, good luck with that. Let me know how that career path works out for you. <laughs> um, Some people would have laughed at this career path with me. You can't even speak. That's true. You know what? You made it this far, right, this like, long, and you made this much money in this industry. Maybe I shouldn't sell you short like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, we're playing the Kevin Durant watch because, um, <laughs> look, if, if you want to, maybe for some this is overreacting. Maybe for some it's a perfectly normal reaction after a game like last night. But one of the things we've been talking about today is that, is that okay, you can't just flush this one, all right? You, you lose these back-to-back games the way you did against the Mavs and the Celtics. You can't just say, ah, just flush it. We'll be fine. We'll, mm-hmm. Everything's going to be okay. You know what? There's something's either went wrong or is wrong. Kellen made that distinction earlier, and I don't know which is true, but something either went wrong or is wrong with the Suns. And you probably have to do something to figure out what went wrong. The question is, how far do you want to take that? And that's what has given rise to this idea. Hey, you know what? The Nets are going nowhere. You might need KD more than you thought you did a couple of weeks ago. Let's stoke those fires back up and see if you can get something done. Is that something they should pursue? Yeah, I think that you've got some time on that, of course, but you know, you're you're getting close. We always talked about that middle of January is when you could trade DA in that game against the Nets because right around the 14th, 15th, or 16th, they've got a game against the Nets. So you 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 keep your eye on that. You monitor it. You might be able to get him for fifty cents on the dollar now you know, with the Nets. You know, knowing that they're not a championship contending team. That's the, but that's the question. Are they not a championship contending no. team? They're fourteen and twelve. They're fourth in the East right now. No. They don't look like a championship contending no. team. You know, they, they, in the East, they look like they are also Rams way behind Boston, way behind Milwaukee, hell, way behind Cleveland at this point. Yeah, Cleveland's really good. When you talk about teams that can win it. Um, I, I, look, I tell you this. I, if it, if he's available, and we don't know if he is or not, if he's available, there's almost kind of a what the hell you might as well give it a shot kind of feeling about it, right? Give it a shot. Cuz you you Booker needs a number 2. And I don't know if Chris Paul can be his number 2 anymore. I don't think Chris Paul can be his number 2 anymore. And I don't know if Mikel or DeAndre Ayton are ready or able to be the number 2 on this team. So if you don't have a legit number 2 on this team, a legit guy to carry some of that load like a lot of the elite teams in this NBA do, then but you know what the key to being a number 2 is? Somewhere. Hmm. The key to being a number 2 is having the ability to be a number 1 when need be. And that's what, you know, Chris Paul was able to give them. That's what Jalen Brown can give if Jason Tatum is off. That's what Clay Thompson can give if Steph Curry's off. The key to being a number two is, you know what, when number one's having an off night, I got you. I'll pick this team up. I'll carry my back. I don't need to rely on my third, fourth, fifth guy. I'm the number two um, or the 1A, and I can carry a team. And like we talked about in game seven against uh, New Orleans, Chris Paul was 14 to 14 from the field because Devin Booker was one of six from three point range. He only made five baskets the whole game. Devin Booker. 
Booker wasn't good in that game. So Chris Paul took over. So the importance of having a guy, that's what Durant would give you, is that guy that, you know, at any given night, he could be your one or your two. Um, but very rarely is he going to be your three, four, or five. Uh, most nights, he's either your one or a two. And it's right. nice when you have two guys that can go back and forth like that because it makes you a very dangerous team. And that's what's becoming, I mean, more and more clear as we keep watching this game and the season evolves a little bit. We were hoping that Mikel Bridges or DeAndre Eaton would evolve into that guy. And while they've shown flashes, they're not there. We were hoping that Chris Paul still could be that guy. And given his rough start, and we're not passing judgment on Chris because of one game after coming back missing a month, all right? It's going to take him a while to get back into the rhythm and the routine. But is Chris Paul still capable of being that number two guy with Book? He was for the last two years. I, I don't I don't think he is anymore. So if you no. don't think Chris is that guy anymore, and you don't think Mikel or DeAndre could be that guy consistently enough, then I think at that point, if you're James Jones, you know, unless you're ready to kind of punt on this season and just try to run it back next year and redo the roster by saving all your draft picks, it almost feels like you have to go get somebody else who can just be that guy to take over when Book doesn't have it on any given night. They don't have that guy. You've got it up right now, so I'll have you look. I think Kevin Durant leads the NBA in points. So you've got ESPN up. I believe he leads the NBA in points and minutes logged. There's a story from the New York Post a couple of days ago talking about the, the heavy burden that they're putting on Kevin Durant right now. That he, he's he got more minutes than anybody and he's got more points than anybody. And they're saying it's just not ideal. Points per game. Just points total. Oh, okay. I don't have total. I, I have, total points. I'm looking at per game. You're going to have to give me. I can tell okay, you. No problem. Per game, he's sixth. Uh, minutes per game, he's second. So when you break it down on a per game basis, he's he's seventh and second. Total points, give me a minute and I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, because just a couple of days ago, the New York Post said Durant came into Monday, and today's Thursday, but came into Monday leading the NBA in points with 747. And unfortunately for the Nets, minutes logged at 922. And it says they're placing a heavy burden on him, not just in terms of his role, but minutes played. So listen, he's capable of it. He's he's a great great player. We're probably going to re, you know revisit this. We always knew we were going to revisit it, right? I mean, I think we always kind of knew that this is going to get revisited at some point. Unless the Nets are stellar great, this is going to get revisited. But you're talking about a team that's a couple games over 500. They're not in the same caliber of class as the top couple of teams in the East, and they may decide let's cut our losses and try to see what we can recoup for this guy. Because if you because said the longer you wait to trade Durant, the Less you're going to, you're going to get from Eric. You got it for me. We got yeah. Katie does lead lead the league in points total, seven hundred and seventy six over twenty six games. For reference, book is fifth, six hundred and ninety eight in twenty five games. Okay. okay, so he's yeah. So, so he's, he has nobody has more points in the NBA than Kevin Durant this year, and nobody has more minutes, minutes played minutes than played, Kevin Durant right. so far this year. Yeah, it, it's look. I don't even know if it's going to be on the table. I don't know if it's going to be available or not. I have no idea. I, I just. I'll keep saying this, and I'll keep believing this. All right, this team, the way it's currently constructed right now, I just don't feel like can win a championship unless James Jones does something. Now, Jay Crowder is going to happen, and maybe that's the something they need, or maybe it's something more. But if they're, I hope they're not willing to punt this season and not do anything to give it a shot because I feel like that would be wasting an opportunity to compete for a championship. You know what I mean? Sure. That, that, that's what, and so whether it's Durant, whether it's something smaller, whether it's Grayson Allen, Kyle Kuzma, if he's available, all the names that we've talked about, all the names we'll keep on talking about. This team needs, okay, this team needs a 
Jordan Clarkson. This team needs a Bogdan Bogdanovich. A Bogdanovich or right. Clarkson. This team needs mm-hmm. a. It just needs somebody like that because I I think a Jordan Clarkson could average twenty points per game on this team. A Easy. Kuzma. Kuzma's Kuzma could, twenty points a game. Guy. Twenty points per game now yeah. for the Wizards. I think mm-hmm. he could do twenty points per game on this team. They need that guy. That, yeah, and, and that those guy. guys are all consistent scorers. Like they're consistent. Like that's what they're known for. They're consistent scorers in the league. And, and look, and Mikhail is not. Nobody looks at Mikhail Bridges. He's a consistent scorer. No. He can at times be a scorer for you, but he's more known for just being a really good all-around player. Text us your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. The Diamondbacks have him. Other teams want him. Does that mean a deal for one of their young stud outfielders is going to happen sometime soon? That's next, coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Welcome! Burns and Gambo. Afternoons 2 till 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. According to reports coming out of Los Angeles, John Wolford was the first quarterback out of the tunnel for the uh, Rams. Okay, he'll play. He's now on the field throwing passes during warm-ups. Right, nothing's been said for sure, but I don't that's... even care to watch the game. <laughs> no, seriously, like I, if Baker plays, I got somewhat of an interest. I don't disagree with you at all. Uh, you're not watching to see if Chandler Jones can increase on his Defensive had, Player of the Week award in the AFC? Went up against like a third-string guy last week. That's the only way he can get a sack these days. <laughs> if the backup to the backup plays, maybe he can get a sack. Uh, I knew I was going to get that reaction. I just yeah. had to pull the pin on the... Yeah, Wolford, He's a bum. He, he, Wolford's taking snaps from Brian Allen. Yeah, it looks like John Wolford's going to yeah. be the starter for this. I, I mean, see. come on. I was... Baker Mayfield really going to be ready to play quarterback when he got the playbook three days ago after the after he got picked up? You know, it was it seemed pretty unlikely that Baker Mayfield would be well when he knows the playbook. Play. He, he doesn't play very well, so it might be it's better if he doesn't know the playbook. <laughs> so you listen, go off. You got go off for a pass. I'll hit. I'll hit who's open. Yeah, you know, you, no, the playbook uh, to Baker Mayfield is great. He, on the on his hand, like you used to do when you were a kid. All right, yeah. Bobby, you do a little button hook. You uh, do a post pattern. Johnny, you do a post. You do a flag. Matt, you you you. I want you to crisscross with Billy, and then I'm going to hit whichever guy's open. And That's, hit his guy that's covering him. Just give him a little shoulder. <laughs> a little rub route, right? Yeah. Just knock him out right like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, so the Thursday Night Football tonight, it's a it's a dog breath game. It's the Rams and the Raiders. I mean, it's just, ugh. So you got that one. I haven't looked at the schedule this week to know if there are great. We'll, we'll probably preview it more tomorrow, see whether there are great games or not. Meanwhile, we're all waiting. Tick-tock, tick-tock when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks. The, the winter meetings are done. Teams have headed home. The winter meetings, apparently, it's like, um, it's, it's where the rich and, and well off teams go to party and play. And all the poor teams from all the small markets just kind of stand in the corner and watch all the rich teams do their business. There's just not that much for do, to do for mm-hmm. the poor teams at the winter meetings, right? Cause it's, it's the, it's free agency. It's big dollars. It's air and glass. Kind of, right? Like, yeah. oh, oh, wait, it's, it's, you know, the diamond back standing on the shoulders of the Seattle Mariners looking into the party. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if one day we get to go in there, right? Yeah. Um, but now that the big money contracts, and there's still a few to be handed out, but now that the big money contracts are, are mostly done and the winter meetings are done, it comes time for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Let's find out if they're highly thought of young outfielders if they're going to get moved or not. Because that once free agency ends, now the teams that didn't get their guy in free agency, now they have to come to the Diamondbacks and say, okay, 
Let's make a deal. Let's go. But you, right. you, you would bet that the Diamondbacks don't make a deal when it's I all said and done. Listen, and I'm, I'm not like it's highly unlikely. I still think it's really hard to make a deal because the Diamondbacks value those players so much that if you want to trade for one of them, you know, you're going to have to, you know, Diamondbacks aren't looking for a prospect back. They're looking for major league talent back, all-star caliber talent back. So, you know, my thought process is if you want to make a trade, you're probably going to lose the trade. Because Mike Hazen's going to be asking you for a lot. If you're not willing to pay that price, he's not going to trade the guy. I mean, there's a lot of teams that need an outfielder. And the Diamondbacks have a plethora of good outfielders that's willing to trade either Varsho or Alec Thomas for the right price. But again, you know, you, that price is high. These guys are young. They're controllable. They're, gr- they're terrific young players. You know, you might not need a center fielder for 10 years if you make a trade with them. But you're going to have to give up a lot, which is why in the end, I think it's I, I think it's a hard trade to do. So I, I would lean towards it's not going to get done. Uh, but I'm not saying like highly unlikely because I just don't know. Yeah, the Diamondbacks have and Hazen went on the record with Nick Picoro of AZ Central in this morning's uh, on this morning's uh, website. Quote, we have enough specificity around some of these discussions that I feel like we'll have some decisions to say yes or no. In other words, like we, we've gotten specific enough with the teams that we've talked about that we're going to be able to say no, we don't want to do that. No, we won't, don't want to do that. Yes, we want to do that. It's kind of gotten to that point where they've narrowed it down to what the deals would look like and it's just a matter of saying yes or no to them. It's not going to be Corbin Carroll. You've reported that for a while. We know it's not going to be him. Right. Um, which breaks it down to Dalton Varsho, Alec Thomas. Jake McCarthy isn't as coveted, so it probably isn't going to be him. See, now you're talking about Varsho or Alec Thomas. Again, two young, left-handed hitting outfielders who could easily play center field, both of them, who are controllable for years. Nick Picoro of AZ Central, kind of in line with what you've been saying here on the show, reporting about a third of baseball's 30 teams have checked in on at least one of them. Right. Yep. Okay, so at like least between 10, 10, teams. 10 to 15 teams have checked in because there's a, a lot of need out there. And, and you know, again, young, controllable players with incredible talent. That's why everybody's checking in. And I've actually got four of them. And we've talked about this, too. All four are left-handed hitters. Right, right. So now they did make the trade with Seattle. So they've got themselves a little bit right-handed hitter that can play a little bit. But the majority of their players, the four of them that they have, are left-handed hitters. And would they be willing to trade one of them? Sure. You just hope they don't trade the right one if they do make a trade. Well, yeah, or it's the wrong one, you, you hope. Because it, it, that's, that's the tricky part. And, and that's where Mike Hazen, okay, this is, this is where you make your money, all right, if you're, if you're a baseball general manager. Okay, they're not all going to be great. They're not. Dalton Varsho, Alec Thomas, Corbin Carroll, Jake McCarthy, you know, I'll throw him into the conversation. You, you, you look through the history of baseball, not every prospect hits. Not every team that's got a great farm system bats a thousand when it comes to this prospect. Our number one prospect was great. Our number two prospect was great. It doesn't work that way. There are misses. There are guys who just don't pan out. What you have to do if you're a successful general manager in this or any league, you have to recognize the guys that are going to be great and the guys that aren't and trade the guys who aren't before the rest of baseball catches on that they're not going to be great. That's the hardest thing to do, right? Well, this is, you know, to your point, today is the anniversary of the Diamondbacks trading Max Scherzer. Classic example. Oops. Today's the day, the anniversary on this date in 2009, the Diamondbacks traded Max Scherzer. Giant oops. 
Huge oops. Right. Total misevaluation of talent. Yep. They, they, they just, they looked at him and they saw something and they said, you know what? He's not going to pan out. He's not going to be that mm, great. Yeah. Let's sell on him now while the rest of baseball still thinks he'll be great. And when he's not in three years, we'll look like geniuses. Well, but guess then what? He was great. He was great. And he, he still is great. Yeah. And he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. And multiple Cy Youngs, and right? I mean, he's, he is everything that they could have ever wanted in a pitcher, and they let him go early. It's easy for me to say they that's got what back you have to do. Edwin Jackson and Ian Kennedy is now, who they got now, back Ian then. Kennedy was terrific for, for that one, one season, for but one that year? doesn't justify the trade. Not no, by no, the trade was a big loss, a huge loss for the D-backs. Look, I make it sound so easy to do. It's really hard to do, but that's what the best ones can do. The best ones but can... But that's what these people are getting paid for. You know, we could sit here and, sure. and give our opinions, but look, they, they, they're their jobs are on the line for these trades. Their jobs are on the line for making sure that they get it right. I'm not saying it's easy either, but you know, you've got to, you got to know when to get off of a guy and know when to hold on to a guy. Now they've got four and they may feel like they're all really good, but you know how this is going to play out. One is going to be better than two. Two is going to be better than three and three is going to be better than four. And that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. They're not all going to be equal when, when all is said and done in their careers. And the one that you're not allowing to go anywhere better be great. That's the one they believe in the most is Corbin Carroll. If, if you're if he is untouchable, he better justify that. You know, you, you better be right about that. All this week, listen to the Wolf and Luke show for the Pantera call out. Once you hear Wolf do the call out and trust me, you'll know it when you hear it. Dial 602-260-9870. It's your chance to win tickets to see Metallica with Pantera at State Farm Stadium on September 1st. Besides a couple of flashes, Chris Paul's return from injury didn't give the Suns a spark, which isn't necessarily a bad thing yet. We'll talk about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? Locally, nothing. None of the local teams are in action tonight. They were all seemingly in action last night with ASU basketball winning, the Coyotes losing, the Suns losing, uh, the Coyotes and the Suns losing both very badly. Uh, tomorrow night, Suns are back at it. The Coyotes are back home for the first time in a month. Uh, your beloved U of A Wildcat basketball team taking on Indiana on Saturday. Yeah. That's coming up. That's But that's not tonight. Down go the Hoosiers. Tonight is a Thursday night football game. Watch at your own peril. Ah. Five and seven Raiders taking on the three and nine Rams. Yeah, I think I'll pass. Uh, that might be a pass for like, me, I too. I think I'll just pass. Yeah. NBA tonight. I think House Hunters Internationals in, like, uh, France. I mean, I don't know. Clippers, Miami tonight. That game's on right now in NBA TV. Denver, Portland later tonight on NBA TV. I mean, it, it, you know, if you got some money on the Raiders Rams, I guess you want to keep an eye on it. Maybe Baker. He is listed as active. So he he's on the he's okay. he's on the roster, but everything I'm reading on social media says that John Wolford is certainly behaving pregame like he's going to be the starting quarterback, taking snaps under May- center, running out with the yeah. first team, all that stuff. So we'll all see. Right. Does Baker Mayfield play at all in this game? Yes, he does. They got to get a look at him. Uh, he'll he'll play. Like just even if it's five, like they got to get a look, start to get a look at him. They'll have we'll see if he's worthy of being a, a backup for them next year. They'll have a designated package for him, and I bet. Eight snaps, ten snaps, something along those lines. He'll play. He'll yeah. play. Yeah. Look, I, I we didn't talk about this yesterday. I came across a couple of stories. There's some question, and no one's reporting this. It's just kind of speculative at this point. Would Matthew Stafford retire, given his health issues? 
his spinal cord compression, numbness in his leg. Now, I'm not saying that means Baker Mayfield's going to be their quarterback next year, but it's a spinal cord contusion. He's out the rest of the season. He's already had a couple of concussions this year. He's got the Super Bowl championship. You know, I don't know what that means financially yeah, in terms of question. money he's got to give back or anything like that. But there's some chatter about about Matthew Stafford. If it's and medical, he's not going to give back any. If he can prove it's medical, sure. so he's not going to give it back a dime. And then on top of that, there's speculation this might be Aaron Donald's last year, too. Oh, I'd love to see. It'd be great I mean, for the Rams to just suck for a few years. I mean, hell, if we're going for it, let's go for it. There's even some people wondering if Sean McVay might be, you know what, on second thought, that TV gig's looking pretty good. I think I'll go do that, too. Even though he just signed an extension. Yeah, he's getting paid a lot of money. He's I, like the second highest paid coach. Yeah. Third, second. I know. Third. It's just it's just a little that kind of chatter you just pick up on where people who are kind of in the know are saying, hey, you know, it's just something to keep an eye on. Maybe Donald, maybe Stafford. Who knows about McVay? We'll see. So, so there's a lot of these quarterbacks that are at that point now. And I think Baker Mayfield is one. And look, to be honest, Marcus Mariota is another one. You guys aren't good enough to start. You're not a starter. You want to stay in this league for a few more years? You're a backup. You're a good backup. You know why? Because you have a lot of experience. Go be Colt McCoy. Go make $4 million, $5 million as a backup. You'll be well compensated because teams are going to look at you and say, that guy's got plenty of experience. Sure. But you're not like you're not a starting quarterback. Yeah. I'm surprised Mariota got another chance to start this year. With they had traded Matt Ryan, yep, and, and on the they same day they the, signed him, right? And they needed a guy, and you know how many guys are available? Not many. He got I, off to a decent start, but then he, man, he just he has been terrible lately. Yeah, Desmond Ritter is going to be the uh, the new quarterback there, yeah, Cincinnati kid, and that probably includes the Cardinals game, unless something happens that makes it not happen. Uh, the Falcons have the Cardinals on tap in a couple of weeks, so you would think he'd be the start. The Cincinnati kid has got like the third. Most wins as a quarterback in the history of college football. Yeah, third rounder. Yeah. Third round kid. So they're excited to yeah, give him four a four year starter at Cincinnati. He's a third round pick. They just figured he was a guy that they were going to just develop for a little bit. But, you know, now it's, and this is a great time to come in. I mean, 13 games are off the books. Let the kid play for five games. Sure. See what he's got. Four games. Chris Paul made his return last night. Four points, uh, four rebounds, four assists, four turnovers. 24 minutes. They were a minus 28 when he was on the floor, which wasn't even the worst among the starters. God, Devin Booker was a minus 40 in the 24 and a half minutes he was out there. For Chris Paul, we weren't expecting much, and we certainly weren't going to judge him one way or another based off of one game, but it it didn't it didn't wow us, you know? It got to a nice start, but it didn't wow us last night, anything Chris Paul did I think in I, his first game back. I think I just wanted to comment on that, that, that stat by Book. I think that was the worst plus minus by any player in a game this season you what Booker had last night. You are correct. He was a minus 40 in 25 minutes no player has had a worse plus minus in any game this season. That's not good. That's not very good. All right, so if we get into Chris Paul, what we're going to say is that I thought the start was good. If I go back to, to, to you know, when I was charting some of the plays with Chris and first pass of the game to McHale was, was a beauty. He drew an offensive foul on Marcus Smart. He had a great pass to Torrey for a layup. Um, you know, a nice pass to DA for an easy basket. I thought the start was pretty good. Hit a, mid, a mid-range elbow jumper to make it 16-13, but that's it. Nothing else was good after the first couple of minutes. I thought he came out with a little bit of energy, played well for a few for three or four minutes, and then it just it, it wasn't good. There was first three point shot was no good. The second one hit off the front of the rim. He only took two. He missed both. His three point percentage now is down about twenty five percent. He's only hit about twenty five percent of his three pointers. Uh, zero for two last night. Four turnovers in the game. 
I think he only had like four assists. It's just not a good game overall for Chris Paul. But we said this going into the game. You don't want to get too high or too low. He's been out for a month. So I think it is fair. It is fair to say, okay, let's give him five games and see how he's playing after say, five games. What number are we putting on it? Five said games? five. I'm not going to give him ten. Okay. Five games. I mean, you played your whole life. You were out a month. It wasn't like you were out a year. You were out a month. Give you five games to kind of get the rust, shake the rust off and see how you play. Because what we want to see, and, and I, look, if we're just being honest about it, I think what we both believe, and I want to speak for everybody here, but I think what we both believe is that Chris Paul is no longer truly capable of being that true number two guy the Suns Not on a regular need. basis, just occasionally can have that, 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 that really good game, but not consistently. And now, you know, and even if he does it, Five games from now, I don't know if I'll believe that he's there for good. You know, I, I, I just think at his age, you just you can't count on that anymore. And so it comes down to who else is going to fill that role. Do they go out to find somebody else? And these are all questions we don't know answers to. What they can't have is him being so bad like he was at times during that 10-game ten, ten, ten stretch where he's not helping the team out. I mean, that that's and that's what we're all going to be watching for over these next five Look, games. Look, and I said this time and time again. I mean, I think that, you know, what Chris does from now through the rest of the season will ultimately determine whether they want to pay him off fifteen million to go away or pay him thirty million dollars to stay. That decision we don't know. Like I don't. I mean, it's not an easy decision right now if you're the Suns. No, it's not. It's not, and it's a it's a long way off. A lot of things are going to happen between now and whenever they have to make that decision. It's going to do it for us. We are out of here on this Thursday night, but don't worry, we'll be back tomorrow, straight up two o'clock, right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home.